0: Do you guys love Jeopardy as much as I do? Every weekend, my friend Esther and I talk on the phone or we FaceTime and we literally catch up on Jeopardy and go down this whole rabbit hole of who's smarter and who can get more questions right. It's not, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a great way to spend a weekend. I don't know if it's so healthy to be so competitive, but I digress because now we have a great new podcast. This is Jeopardy, the story of America's favorite quiz show. So now there's even more Jeopardy in my life to obsess over. Host Buzzy Cohn is great. He peels back the curtain on the greatest quiz show of all time, bringing us behind-the-scenes stories from past contestants, staff members, fans, and it's a deep dive into, I mean, beloved longtime host, Alex Trebek. This podcast is nostalgia at its best, and what I love is it really every aspect of Jeopardy is summed up and is really contained in this one space. I'm really good at the music and pop culture questions, of course, but I don't know, politics and American history, that ain't my strong suit. But don't take my word for it. Listen here to this clip from, I mean, the greatest Jeopardy player of all time, current co-host Ken Jennings on the very first time he appeared on Jeopardy in 2004. Oh my God, I'm so old. That's nearly 20 years ago. But you guys remember like it's yesterday, right? who doesn't love Jeopardy? This is a pop culture podcast here, and it's a pop culture staple, so check out this clip and let me know what you guys think.
1: This is Jeopardy!
0: It's just such
2: a terrifying day when you're on Jeopardy!
1: From New York, New York, Julia Lazarus, a software engineer from Salt Lake City,
3: Utah, Ken Jennings.
2: It's hallucinatory, stepping onto the stage for the first time. I feel like our brains haven't really evolved to cope with um, seeing this environment hundreds or thousands of times for the whole course of your life, and then suddenly being inside it. Like, the stage that you've seen on TV just kind of immerses you in living color, and there's the cameras, and there's all the lights oh my gosh, that's the board. It seems like it's just feet away. You really feel like you can't cope with so much going on and your brain shuts down a bit. Here
1: we go into the Jeopardy round. Categories, check them out. We have biography, subtitle. I noticed
2: as I stepped behind the podium, hey, this feels about the height of my recliner at home and I picked up the buzzer that the stage manager was showing us how to use and I thought oh I'll just hold this the way I held my Fisher-Price toy. Let's try episodes for 200 please.
1: A fast spreading outbreak of a disease. Jerry. What is an epidemic? Correct. Uh, Epi for 400 please. A short section at the end
2: of a book. Ken. What is an epilogue? Right. I'll take Epi for 600. I guess decades of listening to Alex's cadences had kind of prepared me for the rhythm. And I I immediately had kind of figured out how the signaling device worked and what the right timing was. Nice Greek
1: girls who don't find a husband work in the family restaurant. Ken. What is my big fat Greek wedding? Correct.
2: And I would just kind of give it about a syllable, an extra syllable.
1: I shall take you to the black pearl and your bonny lass.
2: And then I would buzz. Ken. What is Pirates of the Caribbean? Right. Movies for 600 please. So maybe I have a shot at this. And you've got $17,101 more for a
1: 37201
2: And suddenly I realize, oh, I'm a Jeopardy Thank champion. So like, we'll somehow I'm, gonna, I'm a Jeopardy champion. This is all I wanted and I, it, more than I ever expected. And it actually happened. And, you know, this kind of wave of euphoria washes over me.
4: After that first win, Ken Jennings won four more times. Five games recorded across two days, cinching it. Easy peasy. Just, you know, five games, the most natural thing anyone could do. Ken's gameplay wasn't particularly daring. He didn't jump around the board or make crazy high wagers, but he was deadly on the buzzer. And he knew his stuff. Here's game six.
1: If this were last year, Ken Jennings would have said goodbye to us after our last program. He would have won $156,000 after five victories, and he would stand on the sidelines and wait for the Tournament of Champions. But this year, we've allowed our champions to keep
2: going. The first thing that happened is the panic started to go away. You know, I'd still get butterflies and adrenaline before every game, but it would be more like, all right, it's this game I love,
4: like, let's see how this one goes. Game 10 with $341,158.
1: This country has numerous national parks, including Fiordland, Tongariro, and Abel Tasman. Ken. What is New Zealand? Yes.
4: Game 14.
1: My golden Bengal is this country's national anthem. Ken. What is Bangladesh? Correct.
2: And, you know, it became less intense. You know, it kind of became almost like a summer job where, oh, hey, I get to show up and, uh, and see the gang and do my thing.
1: Ken Jennings is a software engineer from Salt Lake City, Utah. Ken, tell us about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a game show contestant and occasional software engineer. Professional game (laughs) show contestant. Is your wife in the audience again today or is she back home? She is here today. She's here
4: today. At that time, I was just starting to do crossword puzzles. But um, during one of the breaks when Alex was taking questions, he's looking out into the audience and he looks at me and he says... Is Ken's wife doing a crossword puzzle? <laughs> and then he said something like, well, I guess she's gotten really comfortable here. Everyone's laughing and I'm sort of turning red. And I, I was like, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep my head down. <laughs> That's all. Game 20 with $662,760. <inaudible>
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. What can I tell you about our current champion, Ken? Ken. He's been around longer than I have. (laughs) By now, you know everything there is to know about him. You either love him and want him to continue, or you're saying, hey, he's got enough money. Let somebody else pick up the cash.
4: Ken was settling in and finding his rhythm, his groove, but he was also breaking records. Remember, the last contestant to surpass five games only got to seven, and Ken eclipsed seven easily. Ken was winning more games and more money than anyone ever had, and he didn't seem to be stopping. But the calmer Ken got, the more white-knuckled folks at Jeopardy became. Here's Maggie speak.
0: I think at first it was just really exciting. And then when it got past like 10 shows, I think I could see a little worry from some of the other producers. Like, how are we going to handle this? What's going to happen? I
4: absolutely was worried. Okay, so there were a few things for Harry and his staff to worry about. You might think it would be the money, after all, Ken was raking it in. But the biggest concern came down to what made Jeopardy Jeopardy the material. For the first time, Jeopardy! writers were creating clues while knowing that Ken might be one of the contestants. And that was kind of weird.
3: The studio was concerned that he was being helped either accidentally or intentionally. And so the subject came up and one meeting I said, do you really, really think that the ratings are so important to me that I would risk going to prison by giving a contestant answers? I don't think so. It presented some challenges that we had never encountered before. For example, 20 or 30 games in, we knew all of his strengths and all of his weaknesses. At least, we thought we did. And so it was very, very important for the game material to be written in a way that respected that understanding. In other words, we had to be very, very careful not to write in a way that would make it appear that we were trying to trip him up or make it appear that we were trying to aid him in any way. I started to see clues again.
1: This country singer who did Time in San Quentin was pardoned by Governor Reagan in 1972. Jerry. Who's Merle Haggard? Yep.
2: Then it came up again, like, a month later. Hi, I'm Joe Nichols. My favorite song, Footlights, was sung by this country legend, whose name appropriately means tired-looking. And I was like, oh, I remember. This is Merle Haggard. Ken. Who's Merle Haggard? Yes.
3: You know, we had a database, and we would go through a process called deduping, or where we would try to determine if anything is being duplicated, either in tone or in substance. And, uh, you know, I guess that one slipped by us.
0: I know, how great does that sound? From something else, Sony Music Entertainment and Sony Pictures TV, listen and follow This is Jeopardy, the story of America's favorite quiz show wherever you get your podcasts, and enjoy.